Hello, I'm Tina Sederholm. Welcome to This Is Not Therapy, a podcast for people who like to find the marvellous in the mundane. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode four of This Is Not Therapy. I've just got back from the Edinburgh Fringe, so I'm in a delirious state of excitement, inspiration and, oh yeah, exhaustion. It's the first time in four years that I've done a concentrated run of shows. I did 11 in nine days. And it was so good to be performing properly again. I feel like I've got my stage legs back after feeling like I wasn't quite hitting the spot earlier in the year. One of the main lessons I learned during lockdown was that I didn't need to be performing in order to be happy. I could be happy walking the dogs or talking to my neighbours or... But, my friend... This month, I remembered just how much I love to hang out with audiences, to create something new in the alchemy of the moment. Because each show is slightly different, depending on who shows up to see it. I've never skied, but I imagine it's a similar process. You are at the top of a mountain and you pretty much know how to get to the bottom. You point the skis down. But who knows what or whom you're going to meet along the way and how you're going to respond or absorb those bumps and surprises. Yeah, it was something else. But I'm back home now, and I'm so happy to be bringing you this episode, which is called How to Get Everything Done, brackets or not. I started making it before I went to Edinburgh, but didn't finish because I knew we could get a good live recording of the poem I wanted to use whilst we were at the Fringe. And it's beautifully ironic to have been working on this particular episode this week, because what always happens in a year when I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe is that there is a huge amount of preparation that goes on pre-Fringe. A lot of logistics around accommodation, promotion, press releases, getting the funds together, never mind writing and rehearsing the show. As the tasks mount up, so does my anxiety and sense of overwhelm. And one of the things I tell myself, because of course I have all my usual life tasks to do as well, and and my work. So I tell myself, don't worry. Leave that job and that job and that job until after the fringe. Because in my mind, after the fringe is this sort of promised land of buckets of free time. Well, I'm in that so-called promised land after the fringe. And let me tell you, there are no buckets of free time. Most of what's on my to-do list now is fantastic. I've got contacts to follow up, potential bookers who want recordings of the show. And add to that, that I am so inspired by having been amongst all this creativity that my brain is coming up with 50 good ideas a day. I know, my life sucks. But that's what's made it all the more perfect that this episode is called How to Get Everything Done or Not. It's Monday morning and I'm thinking about my to-do list. I've had that usual Monday morning feeling, wanting to crack on because it's like my to-do list had a feeding frenzy over the weekend. And I've the usual symptoms. Slightly racing heart, bit of nausea, 
For as long as I can remember, I've been addicted to reaching finish lines. Doesn't matter if it's a task or a competition or a meal. Now, it just so happens that this Monday is Monday the 18th of July, 2022. And it's forecast to be the hottest day on record in the UK. So I got up an hour early to walk the dogs while it was still cool and get as much done before my office got so hot it turned me into a frazzled baked potato. I was cracking along really well until 11 minutes past eight, when my mum rang me to ask if I could take her to the doctor's in an hour, because she'd been coughing all night. Of course I said yes. But I confess I also felt irritated. That ringing in my ears that feels like a kettle reaching boiling point. I love my mum, but I also knew that I was going to lose at least an hour of precious cool time to this surprise extra task. And so that's how come I'm sat on a parched grass verge in the doctor's car park, desiccated spiky grass sticking into my thighs. At least I'm in the shade of a silver birch tree. Ironically, it was my mum who taught me to schedule when I was about eight years old. She showed me how to calculate how long I needed for each task so that I could get up in time to leave for school. Five minutes to wash my face and clean my teeth. Five minutes to dress. Fifteen minutes for breakfast. Five minutes to gather belongings. I used to get a vicarious thrill from seeing if I could do things quicker than my allotted time. So if I give myself five minutes to wash my face and clean my teeth, can I get that done in three and a half minutes? I was in constant competition with myself. And of course, the faster I could do everything, the more imaginary points I chalked up. Let's not talk about if I took too long. My mum also carried round a reporter's pad filled with her to-do lists. She didn't cross her tasks out when she'd done them. Instead, she would strike through them diagonally. I don't know why, but I do the same. Because I love a written list. Nothing on computers for me. Well, I love that list until I don't manage to strike things off. Or I can't. And my to-do list turns into a monster. Hurry up! Hurry up! It seems to be shouting. How much I've done in a day becomes the arbiter of my mood. Get enough done and I'm proud of myself. Fail to complete my tasks. And I want to run away from my to-do list's wagging finger as fast as I can. And today is a Monday morning. It's Monday, the 18th of July. And we all know what a Monday morning means. A Monday morning means get going, get things done, get a good start to the week. And yet today is a time when everything and everybody is saying, slow down. I live in the red weather alert corridor. Temperatures could reach 40 degrees today. It's already nearly 30 And it's only just gone 9am. So I should take it easy. Pace myself. Keep myself cool and safe. 
It's not a day to let my to-do list stay a monster. It's not a day for me to do battle with some finish line, just to defer that feeling of not good enough. My inner PA believes I will achieve inner peace by finishing every item on my to-do list. Like the promise of a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow, my PA is sold on the idea that I will only find peace at the end of a list, which means there is no peace until the list is done. But the list is never done. (laughs) Because the end of one to-do list always produces another one. And another, and another, and a sublist broken into action steps, one of which is to make a master list of it. Imagine if I did get. I hope you're not too traumatized by that. No, you're speaking to myself. Okay. Okay, let's imagine I did get to the end of every list. World saved, shows made, books written, accounts balanced, house more spotless than a showroom. Then what? Left with nothing to do, I'd have to make a notes for future generations list, a please don't forget me list, a what to do when I'm dead list. Because I bet I'll still get email after I'm gone. I'll be on Vision Direct's list for a reminder every three months to reorder contact lenses. And no one will know how to cancel it because you're not supposed to make a passwords list. Some days, I can't do the list. But the list still produces another one and another and another. And there is no peace because the list is never done. The list is never done. The list is never done. Oh. Oh. I wrote at least 27 different endings to that poem. And that's the one I got. I leave that extra time after I finish it because I want you, the audience, to have your own response to that revelation. Not least because you have your own relationship with lists and I don't want to impose my thoughts completely on you. I find lists incredibly useful, but I also get locked into this equation that if I get X, Y and Z done, that equals me having spent today's time on the planet well. I remember the day I was going to do the final, final, final proofread on the manuscript for the book, This Is Not Therapy. I'd been able to take my time with it because of COVID, but I was beginning to get to the point where I was just like, come on, let's just get this done. I had the manuscript up on the computer one day when the computer crashed out of nowhere. It wouldn't restart and I was thinking, oh my God, because I was supposed to send that manuscript in by the end of that day or possibly the following morning, you know, if I was really pushing my luck. It's a one task I absolutely had to get done that day. Anyway, my wonderful husband, Neil, who is my IT department, came in and I say, you have to do something. And he pokes the computer a bit and says, this is going to take me a bit of time. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? I can feel my anxiety rising. I've got this question I ask myself when my anxiety turns into these sort of two hands which are gripping my esophagus and and tying it into a knot. I ask, what if this is for me? 
This is the question I use when things are going totally off piste. What if this is for me? What if I'm being slowed down for some reason? And when I sort of took a couple of deep breaths and just dropped and tried to listen to what the answer to that might be, I remembered that I had a printed out manuscript, which was 98% accurate to what was on the screen. So I took myself off to another room and carefully read the whole manuscript out loud to myself. And you know what? I found about seven or eight errors, which I'm pretty sure I would have missed if I just rushed through in order to get the task done. And this is only about the 970 millionth time in my life that I've had this experience, that when I'm forced to slow down and look at whatever I'm doing properly, it's always for the good. Hi, Tina again. Thanks for listening to This Is Not Therapy. All the books and resources mentioned in the podcast are listed in the show notes, where you can also sign up to my monthly newsletter. If you want to book me for a talk or show, or even buy a book, please go to www.tinasetterhome.com. And finally, don't forget to subscribe!